podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, welcome back to another edition of Round the Port. Round the Port, should I say? I can't get any words out. Round the Air Speedway Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we come into another new episode and plenty more fixtures and results and a packed out show we've got this week, guys. So, uh, joined by my regulars, Kane Watt and Rob Ludlow. Uh, how are we doing tonight then, guys? Howdy, howdy. Yeah, I'm all good. I think I'm literally back for the quiz. I'm just, I'm just, I want to beat Kane. Just here for the quiz, mate. That's what I'm here for. Just here for the quiz. Stop the podcast. uh, Kane's been out on his travels again today. Been to another speedway meeting as as we record the show on a on a Sunday this week. Uh, Kane's been off to Newcastle today, so uh, we'll be looking forward to uh, hearing his report of their meeting from today. But um, as always, um, we'll go back and we'll start with the the results that have happened over the course of the last week. Uh, just to fill in with a few details, uh, back to back to last Wednesday, obviously started off with um, uh, the Birmingham Berwick meeting, which was abandoned due to issues with um, a tran- the transport of the ambulance uh, due to a nasty crash involving Josh Shorty. And uh, as always, as we do with every rider, uh, we wish Josh the best in his recovery. Uh, broken leg, I believe it is, guys. Broken ankle or broken leg. Um, which curtailed this meeting after two heats. Um, but we'd just like to send our best wishes to Josh uh, and hope he has a speedy recovery. Also on that evening, uh, Paul enjoyed a nice narrow away, away win at Oxford, uh, an away win which very rare at the moment in the championship came. So, uh, so a good result on the road for Paul there. Yeah, uh, well, I think Paul are one of the teams you'll, you can never truly write off wherever they go. Um uh, this was what this was in the BSN. Uh, it was a good meeting, to be fair. Uh, good to see if another sold out crowd as well. But um, yeah, I think Oxford. Um, I, I thought they would miss uh, heaps and um, no, not Stark. McDonald. Yeah, McDonald. Sorry, yeah, Josh McDonald. Heaps and McDonald a bit too much. But um, no, it was actually uh, an off night for Scott Nichols that caused it. Um, they just it was quite back and forth throughout the meeting, and then from here eleven onwards, uh, a big five one from uh, Steve and Zach in 11, and then a 4-2 in 13, where they were a bit unlucky with Nichols breaking down, and then another 5-1 in 14. It was, you know, just a, a late onslaught from Poole there, and, yeah, um, I'm sure better days will come for Oxford, but it, it does prove that Ox- uh, Poole are a team to be, to be reckoned with wherever they go. Yeah, there's certainly a team that I predict them to do. Um, to finish the, the league as champions this year, actually probably just marginally from Leicester. But again, the top three all powering on all cylinders at the moment. Um, and we, we, we sort of said the engine room with the two Cook boys in there would be the difference. And, and they're now picking up points away from home. And with Drew Kemp at reserve as well, they're looking a powerful unit at the moment. But again, good days for Oxford in terms of, of crowds. Um, good to see them back on track. And we'll see how they progress through the rest of the season. Now on to... The best meeting of the week, our meeting of the week, and certainly my meeting of the week. Um, Kings then on Thursday for the home meeting against Peterborough. In what in what was a, a pretty crunch match for both sides in terms of qualification out of that group, and it, it's very it, it's very hard to describe this meeting in many senses because for me, Kingsland weren't at the races. Um, I even commented at one point I was talking to someone. I said. It bodes well for us in the future that that we weren't at our best. In terms of gating where we were at Peterborough on Monday, Peterborough were much sharper at the starts, um, particularly Ulrich Ostergaard, Chris Harris, Benjamin Basso were all doing really well. Um, 
one point I, I, I want to question again, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore after today because I think we'll all get bored of it. Is the, is the standard of refereeing again? Um, and I, I, I don't want to show bias. Um, I think Lewis Kerr really got away with one in heat nine, I believe it was, when him and Josh Pickering got a five-one. But in heat fifteen, and there was another heat as well, and I can't remember off the top of my head. It was Ulrich Costegard and. When Ulrich Costegard is two or three bike lengths, and I don't exaggerate when I say that, before he'd even got to the first bend, you, you certainly know that there's there's problems. And how the referee has not spotted that, I do not know. Um, we had another incident this week as well, uh, Rob, with Nick Morris at Leicester. Um, again, having caught somebody on the line and the ref not seeing it. It seems to be cropping up a lot at the moment, ref, refereeing decisions, Rob. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's not you know when you go to speedway you don't really want to talk about uh, refereeing decisions you just you would expect it to be a given that they get everything right. Um, I always I don't know I'm, it might be showing my naivety here but I would have always assumed that uh, the referee would have a video recording of each race so that they can so that even if they aren't sure um, who's won the race or um, if there's a taped infringement or whatever they can they can just watch it back. I don't understand why we haven't got that. That's that was it. Yo, know, I think every club. Um, <coughs> I think every club you know, records their own meetings anyway, and then I think there's usually people there that record the meetings and sell the DVDs. I don't understand why they wouldn't just, well, that wouldn't be, you know, the referee can't just watch the live stream of that um, for any sort of nip and tuck decisions. But, you know, when riders are winning races, clearly, and everybody in the stadium can see it, but the referee can't, it is a bit of a worry. You know, you don't really want to be talking about refereeing decisions at the end of a match. No, certainly not, and we won't talk about it. And I just want to talk about how much of a, a high quality meeting this was. The early doors, I wouldn't say that there was a lot of fantastic ratings, but as the meeting went on, that it's it for me, it's one of the best meetings in terms of the actual racing itself and the atmosphere inside the stadium. I know Kingsland had a very very poor year last year, but the the general atmosphere inside the stadium was I would call it electric. Coming into those, particularly those last three heats, but. Neil's Christian Everson's move on Chris Harris in Heat 13. He come from a long way back to pass Chris Harris. And then then we had the tapes exclusion for Louis Kerr in Heat 14 um, when he was probably just a bit too eager to get off that start line, which brought Peter Burr back into it. And then and then Heat 15, and, and this is an urgent call out for anyone that might have the video of this Heat 15, because I don't... I've said it to many people now, I cannot describe how good Heat 15 was. It, it's, it's impossible that... I think Josh Pickering went out of the went round the back of the back straight and come back in in the preferred bend at one stage. He was going that wide and he was that far back from, from Ulrich Ostergaard. I do not know how he's passed him. Um and then and then Niels Christian Iverson passed Ostergaard off the last bend for a five one as well. It 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 was an absolutely brilliant race to end what was a brilliant meeting and and it now puts Kingsley in the box seat um to get into the cup final, they ride it switch on Monday. Um so we look forward to that one uh, coming up in the next couple of days and could be the first team into the final because I believe Sheffield are still waiting to finish their cup fixtures against Wolverhampton. So Kingsland could find themselves as the first team into the final. Um, yeah, then we scenes. It will be absolute scenes. I'm, <laughs> I couldn't be more excited, as you could probably Hashtag tell. But... limbs. <laughs> We, we'll wait and see what comes uh, over the coming week, um, and we'll talk about that in our previews coming up. Um, 
Friday we saw um, Kane. You were out of the bag again on Friday, weren't you? Yes, I was. It's where it's you were at Glasgow. Now I was at Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, well, you I was. I was going to go to Redcar. Then we were like, no, let's go Glasgow. Then we went to Redcar, and then we went to Glasgow instead. So, so, so I'll hand the reins over to you now, Kane. Talk us through the Glasgow yeah. meeting. Um, I I actually fancied Berwick to do quite well. Uh, I, they've got the track specialists, uh, obviously former Tigers with Tyrus Piper and Bickley and Wells as well. And then obviously Etheridge, Flint and Proctor are all good in the day. So no, I thought it would be a, a tougher contest than what was expected. Well, actually turned out to be. But you know, sometimes that's speedway. You know, you're not going to win them all in there. Yeah, it's just a, a really quick, quick onslaught in three and four with two five ones for Glasgow, and then pretty nip and tuck after that uh, until we got down to heat ten and twelve, where they got two more five ones. But yeah, I think you know Berwick struggled to a bit there. Uh, I tried to remember. Proctor looked good in heat one. Get that out, friend of the show. Um, but uh, yeah, heat thirteen was amazing. Uh, it's like you say with the uh, Pickerings heat. It was. One of the best races I've seen at Glasgow, and I'm not going to say that I'm a, a regular attendee, but I do try and get up there every now and then, at least a couple of times a year, because it's one of the best tracks in the country, in my opinion. And you know, um, I, I did tweet about I think Craig Cook is one of the best riders I've ever seen around the Glasgow track, especially since its uh, adjustments a few years ago. It's he he's unmatched in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's it's the the night show just uh how good Glasgow are, every rider getting at least a paid win. And, um, yeah, like most teams, um, I think they'll be tough nuts to crack at all. Yeah, and then other fixtures that we had on Friday, um, obviously the cut that meeting that you were going to go to, which was a little bit closer in terms of Leicester. Yeah, we made the wrong decision there. (laughs) A much better away performance um, from Leicester at Redcar. Uh, Redcar still came out on top by six points in that one. Um, and then in the Scunthorpe Birmingham meeting, uh, also that evening, Scunthorpe another big win against against Birmingham, uh, which was probably expected, but all the same, a good result for Scunthorpe there. And then to finish off Friday's results, um, Edinburgh uh, crushing victory in the second leg of the Newcastle uh, knockout cup meeting. But uh, must must add that Newcastle put up a much better performance in that, and it wasn't until the tail end of that meeting came that um, that it all sort of unravelled a little bit. Yeah. Um... Like we have been saying, uh, they're not as bad as some people would say, and I'm sure that we, it's some people would say, oh yeah, we've said they're quite bad. But yeah, um, you know they stuck with it. Obviously, going back to the, you know they got Max Clegg and Matthew Weatherzoo, uh, they've had plenty of time around that track, and uh, a late replacement for Paul Starker, William Lawson, who didn't particularly score too well, but you know two points it, it adds up, doesn't it? And uh, my guy Lee Conflin getting six points as well. But yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, four five ones in the last four heats for Edinburgh. It's, uh, it makes it look a lot worse than it was there. But obviously, they do lack the the top end strength. And when you're going up against Sam Masters and Josh Pickering and the likes of them, it's um, you know, it will show. So it, it's I'm just, the scoreline doesn't reflect reflect how proud they should be. You know, it's a it's a tough, again another tough team to race at home. You're never going to get a, an easy night at Armadale unless you're at Edinburgh. So yeah. Yeah, certainly, and, and and then moving on to Saturday, we had the um, we had a fixture at Berwick, um, another resounding home victory um, against Oxford, fifty nine thirty one, and then also Leicester um, overcame Glasgow in a, in a in a contest I thought might be a little bit closer than the fifty two thirty eight scoreline, but um, 
again, Leicester on form uh, at home. And then as we record, obviously, we've had the meetings uh, this afternoon. just want to touch slightly on the Mildenpool-Kent knockout cup semi-final first leg. Um, uh, quite a comprehensible win for Mildenpool in the end. Uh, 51-39 it was in the end. Um, but, but Kane, uh, I'll come to you again. A couple of performances I just want to pick up on here, particularly uh, Jack Kingston on debut for Mildenhall, 5-2, and two, and um, Sam Beebe, 11-plus-1 uh, from the number two position. He was, in fact, he went into heat 15 unbeaten, uh, unfortunately beaten by Ben Morley and Alfred Botel in that heat, but a good performance there. Yeah, really good to see Sam Beebe as well. Obviously, he's, he's keen to try and uh, reclaim that league title that won last season. Um, yeah, uh, as well, I think Jack Kingston had a good Return with a six plus one and a there are the reserves packing in four and a three, so it's a good side there from Wilton Hall. I think Kent showed that they, they, they will struggle in some tracks, and Wilton Hall are a team that looked very solid at home. I think any of them seven players can win eight. Um, yeah, Botel and Molly leading the way with 21, and uh, Alcock side really well, in my opinion, with five in his first two, but then a fall. Um, and I think it's a common occurrence for most riders there, they're a fall for him. Chris Watson, two for Jamie Holder. It's, it'll take its toll there, but Sam Woolley kept it quite close with a respectable nine as well. So, um, yeah, it scoring doesn't reflect, I think, how well they've done there. It's, it's um, but yeah, a, a good, a good score from Millhorn on the first leg, and I'm, I'm sure that Kent will be trying the best to claw it back on the return. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, just to round off uh, our results for the week and the meeting. We spoke about earlier, Kane, that you went to today, Newcastle against Oxford. Give us a little brief rundown so of, of how that one... You've, you've been all over the country. I'll say all over the country. Well, it's just up north, to be honest. Yeah, but. I've been up and down, side to side. No, um, yeah, <laughs> it was a, quite an entertaining meeting. In the three I went to, I think this was actually the most entertaining one. Uh, the track is surprisingly quite good. I don't think I've been there since, like, 2016. So, yeah, um... I just remember it when it was about six foot deep and looked like a plowed potato field. So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't expecting that this year. But, um, no, there was a bit of dirt down and the racing was exciting. And a few riders getting out of shape and a few, a few nasty knocks. But I, I think it's, it was, luckily everyone got up and as far as I'm aware, no one is badly hurt there. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty nip and tuck match all the way through, to be honest. And then um, I think Newcastle actually looked quite solid with the the choice of guests with Richie coming back and uh, Tom Brennan, who's pretty good this season. Um, just want to say that in the Glasgow meeting, he was, I think he might have got the, the fastest time of the night, or one of them. He was electric in one of them. Um, yeah, uh, Brennan, he, he's only got five tonight. And um, Pete Ford didn't do too well, but uh, uh, Nichols got out of shape in front of him and that sort of ruined that race because Rummel was miles ahead there at the end and um I'd have come in together with Carl Newman in his second ride. Uh just I think if something similar rider got out of shape on the fourth bend he got through. And then going into that first bend, if you're too wide going in there, if both are flat out you're not gonna get round if you're that close. And um yeah Newman took a nasty knock there but again he got up which was good to see. It's one of them decisions that could go either way. I, I thought Brendan had just got past so I had the right away but I mean, you know, it, I'm not a referee so I don't think we can scrutinise my opinions on here. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a good meeting. Um, but I do think that uh, the standout performers are obviously Jack Thomas, who got 13, paid 15, and Dylan Rummel, who got 11, paid th- uh, 13. And a, a fall as well in one of them. 
yeah, it's it's a much needed win for Oxford after their loss at home to Poole, and then some a solid performance from Newcastle against a strong side there. So you know, I'm sure points will come. It's just a matter in case of when. But yeah, it's good to say weather's had a bit of an off night as well. I think you'd expect better than five plus one for him. And James Wright was started really well with um ten in his first four and then fell off in heat fifteen. It was a somewhat of a controversial heat, but I mean it was a they were on the three three at the time and um yeah, I think he came down to avoid Richie in the second corner and should have been stopped, but if it was stopped it's the match was over either way really. So he didn't take too much of a a difference to the result. And yeah, lovely. And that and that concludes pretty the, the fixtures from all the results from this week and um sets the um I'm just having a brief brief look at the table now for those that haven't had a look at it. Obviously um well Leicester have the top of the table at the moment having ridden seven matches, four home wins and, and three well a couple of really hefty defeats. Um and then Berwick, Redcar and Paul are just following up, but still very early in the season while while one matches are evening themselves out. And one thing I've noticed particularly this season, guys, and I don't know what your thoughts are, is and I know you spoke about it briefly, Kane, at the beginning of the season with on the Ty Proctor episode about how important away wins are. But at the moment it appears the home wins in in the main, the home wins are big home wins and and we're getting some really heavy away defeats for teams. And, and I pick out teams such as, well, the two that are at the top of the table, to be honest with you, Leicester and Berwick. Um, seems to be some big home wins, taking advantage of the home advantage, but getting beat massive away from home. Yeah. Um, you know, all teams have really built to the strengths there for the just to try and satisfy them home wins. Because, you know, if you win your home matches, you're going to be there with thereabouts. But everyone wins the whole matches then it gets a bit complicated um, yeah uh, Leicester uh, what 60 points three times and um, a bit disappointing obviously they only got 30 at Plymouth um, the first match I forgot who it was against but obviously they didn't pick up the point and then uh, well, well deserved one actually at Redcar but then Berwick as well you know it's a team of racers there who I think any any of them could go and bang in double figure points at Berwick and only anyone but an eyelid but then there'll be tracks you go away to and, you know, that build to the strengths, as I've said there. So, yeah, like I said, uh, anyone can beat anyone, but to to win away, it's going to take some doing. And um, obviously, Pearl have shown it is possible. And I'm sure they won't be the only team, but it's not going to be like the last few seasons where we see quite a few away victories. And, um, yeah, um, obviously, away wins are always important, but I think they'll be even more special this year. Yeah, and it, it will certainly sort the table out. Once once we catch up with the fixtures and everyone's on a more even keel, we'll probably see a better picture. And maybe later down the line, when teams start to make improvements, um, we might see some more victories on the road. But we'll see how that pans out. Um, before we move into the the fixtures for next week, I uh, just want to touch on a couple of things. Um, you may have seen via our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter this week. Um, myself, Rob and Kane have, have been putting up videos and our favourite Nigel Pearson commentaries and just want to put a quick thank you out to everybody who's liked, who's shared, who's, who's put their own personal comments on these videos just to express um, how they're feeling and also um, what their favourite moments are. I'd like to think and I, I must say I've probably watched all three videos on more than one occasion over the last few days um, because they were special, special races and 
it, it's very difficult to pinpoint just that one but um, for, for many reasons with all three of us those were the those were the ones we picked um, whether it be on a personal level or whether it just be for the fantastic commentary that came with it but just a big thank you to everyone who took the time uh, to spread the word particularly of this podcast as well we're always looking to make improvements and obviously we're always looking to take feedback from our listeners as well so if you've got any comments please get in touch with us via our twitter page at rtb underscore cast or via our facebook page at round the boards podcast also get in touch via email round the board podcast at gmail.com um, we'd love to get some get some shout outs on the show um and, and read out some feedback um just to get the viewers more involved um Got an exciting new feature coming off the back of our competition for the four tickets for Red Car next week. We've got a new competition coming up, which I've, I've briefly explained to Robin and Kane. I've sort of gone in like a bull in a china shop with this one, um, so to the point where I've not, I've not even got a name for it. But um, I suggested one, uh, and it was quickly laughed up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what I'll just say to everyone is keep your eyes on the on the social media pages this week. Um, it's very similar to what a football scratch card used to be. There's going to be basically a hundred. Uh, 100 teams um, we're going to sell each team in a square for, for £2 so we're looking to get £200 for the whole page what we're going to do is £100 of that will go off to the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund um, £50 will go to the winner of the, the, the team that gets pulled out of the hat and then £50 will go to to the podcasts um, it, it's certainly not for us to go and enjoy Speedway meetings um, there's no real uh, benefit for, for us out of that um, what it will be to do will be to do with running costs and, and improving improving what the, the, what we're bringing out to you whether it be sound systems or or anything along those lines just ways that we can improve the podcast um, so keep your eyes on the social media for that during the week that will come out um, what we're going to do now is I'm going to move into the quiz I think oh yeah so if, if these two uh, build up this lead Lovely guys, would love to. Yeah, that, that didn't really that didn't go well for you last week, though, did it? So, oh, would yeah. I'm not even talking about it. I beg to differ. No, I always win. Even when I lose, I win. I think we are even at the moment, aren't we? I win. I don't know. I I, I thought I won, but maybe I didn't. You, no, you didn't win last week. Did you, Rob? One? No, I. Yeah, I won last week. It just shows how much attention I've paid to the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah. Oh I yeah, it was that awful knockout cup question, wasn't it? It was the knockout cup. It was knockout cup, wasn't it? And that's why I was shafted. That's why I lost. And you, you went for any Scottish team that's ever existed, I think, and still lost. Yeah, you, yeah. I believe it would have been Scottish Lightning never won the knockout cup in the Premiership. Um, I'm not surprised. I won't lie about it. Well, I've dealt with players, but anyway. As we look forward to the beginning of the 2022 Grand Prix series this year, I'm we're going to have down this week. Can I just go get a pen and paper? Uh, good choice. I would. Right. While you while you start, I'll be back. Are you listening? Are you, are you listening well? Oh shit! I should probably listen. Yeah. Yeah, you should probably listen to what the quiz is actually about. Oh, okay, to be honest, then no, I'll. I, 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 I wouldn't bother to be fair. Just just go off of what <laughs> I say, and then it's all right. I don't know. So, as we begin the, the 2020 Grand Prix series this year, I am looking for you to name any rider since it started in 1995 that has won a Grand Prix, a single oh. round. Not a series, just a single round. Okay. Okay. Christ, it must have taken you a while to, to go for all these. Cause that's, there, is, there is only 43 riders. Only 43? Yeah. I thought of one. 43 okay. riders. 
and they cut. I'll give you a little clue. Kane's on his phone. Look at him. Yeah, cheating already. They come from ten different countries. That's the only clue I'm going to give you. Okay. I can think of one country. I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. I think Kane's. I think it's Kane's turn to go first this week. Is it me? I believe so. I'll let Kane go first. I think it is his turn. So Kane, off you go. We'll start with the homegrown Ty Wolfenden. Kane, I can't hear you. Can't hear you. Ty Wolfenden. Yes. There we go. Uh, Jason Doyle. Yes. Jason Doyle. Um, Bartosz Masley. Yes. Chris Harris. Yes. Good answer. Chris Holder. Yes. Uh, Artem Laguta. Yes. Antonio Limbach. Yes. Tony Ricardson. Yes. One too fast, man. We're there. I haven't even looked back down yet. He's flying along. Tony Ricardson. Okay. God, if you're stuck already, I'd I'm I'd kind of give you the window. I'm afraid I'm going to have to say that as a wrong okay, answer, Ken. The, the question was riders that have won a Grand Prix round. But Jason Doyle's already gone. Oh, he is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was second answer. Oh, my God. That's that's awful. That is... You've written them down as well. Like. I, I, have, I, have, I have no um, excuse. All I can say you, is I'm, I'm sorry to my fans. And I think you you have just ruined. You have just ruined an absolutely great quiz there. Can I go, well, we can we could be going. We could be going razors there. Can we start again? We can't start again. I, I, Rob's gone into the lead, mate. Oh, take two. <laughs> well, that that ended rather more abruptly than I thought it was going to. But should we start again. I mean, I've already won, but should we should we carry on for, for, for a few more? Should we just carry? Should we should we carry on for a few I'm, more? We'll just, carry on. We'll carry on for a few more. Although, if I then lose, if I then, if I lose now, I'm still keeping the point, though. Shall All right, we it's not, nothing? We're not saying double or nothing. Damn. <laughs> I'll take the point, and I'll, I'll keep my point. So what, what other names have you got, then? I don't know. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I really forgot. My head's gone. Nah, I'm done. I give up. He's, he's done. Oh, His head's gone. Forgot. He's lost it. Uh, you could have had you could have had Jason Crump, Nicky Patterson, Thomas yeah, well, Golov, so. Thomas Golov, Andres Johnson. Yon- yeah, I was thinking Me, Johnson as well. You. Yeah. you could have you could have had everyone's favourite, Christoph Kasprzak. He's won a round. Yeah. He's won three rounds. What round was that? So I thought I thought he'd won a couple. Of, I thought he'd won a round or two. I Ryan think it was Darcy Sullivan. Ward. Has Darcy Ward Darcy, won a round? Darcy yeah. Ward has won a round yet. Bjarni Pedersen, <laughs> Martin Dugard. Mm. Even Peter Kilderman's won around. Peter Kilderman. Legend. Uh, oh, thinking of riders from like the nineties, from the nineties that might have won around. Mark Loran. Yeah, Mark Loran. Did, did you know Mark Loran only won two? He's didn't world he, champion, and he only ever won two. Didn't he win the world title without winning a GP? He did. He certainly did. Yeah. Well, I thought. I thought that was it. Yeah. Um, Hans Nielsen was on there. Just Your saying favorite... all these names is making it worse. 
your your favourites on there, Rob? Lee Adams? Yeah, yeah, Lee Adams. I haven't actually... What about my favourite? Who's your favourite? Lee Conklin. Lee Conklin's <laughs> not on there. Carl Stonehill is not on there. Boo. Um, who else is your favourite? Um, did Tom Wiltshire win a GP? No, he didn't. <laughs> that, would have, that would have been a wrong answer. Max Frick is on there. Max Frick. See, yeah. I was thinking of last season, and I'm pretty sure he won one last season, like the season before. But I said, there yeah, is. I wasn't one since like 2018. I would say there's been one winner from Germany, but you can probably guess who that one is. Yeah. Daniel Spiller. He won. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't smell it because I think Smolinski won in. Um... He won in New Zealand, didn't he? New Zealand, yeah. I wanted yeah. to say New Zealand. I thought he did. Yeah. He curved right, all, so... didn't he? Everyone else is going out. Yeah, everyone was going wide, and he was going around the curve, yeah. Well, that, that concludes the uh, the competition for today. So, um, thanks for that, Kane. You're welcome, guys. Yeah, cheers, I'm here anyway. Next week, I'll, I'll fix it with all of my cool ideas that we've been talking about. Stay tuned. Yeah, I like that. Yep, yeah, as we were just talking about. <laughs> we've we've got some other... I say we've got some other ideas. Kane's got some other ideas that he come forward with uh, that we're going to most probably introduce into the show across the coming weeks, months. Um always looking to add new features so keep your eyes on the social media for, for, for things like that as well um what we'll do now is uh we'll move on to the fixtures for this week obviously we'll we'll talk about it, the croatian gp um our meeting of the week this week which will be the scottish derby between edinburgh and glasgow um and also give our predictions for the edinburgh glasgow and just uh probably put our predictions in here so the Kingsland Peterborough meeting was the meeting of the week this week. We all get the green button. We all got one point for this one because we all predicted Kingsland to win. Rob was the closest, but as we know, you get no prizes for coming second. So Yeah, I think that's um, a stupid rule. But... So at the moment, I find myself on five points. Kane's on four and Rob's on three as we move into the fixtures coming up this week where we start Monday evening. Um I say Monday evening, which will be yesterday when you listen to this show, but it will be the Kingsland versus Ipswich fixture, um, which could well decide whether Kingsland make it um, to the Knockout Cup final. Any any form of win, um, and Kingsland go through to the final. Obviously, Peterborough have been uh, sorry, Peterborough Ipswich. Have been, what if it's a loss, but it's a moral win? Do they still count as a win? It'll always be the moral win, but even if we lose on Monday, we've got a chance on Thursday going back Excellent. to Ipswich um, to pick up some points there. But Ipswich have been weakened. Um, they're using rider replacement for Cameron Heaps, who is unwell at the moment. Um, and then also Casper Anderson will be destined for Paul Stark at reserve. So I've uh, got some Kingsland experience coming into the side, but Rob, I just suspect that Kingsland will be too strong for Ipswich in the end. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, maybe too strong might be going a bit far. Um, well, I mean, too strong as in we will beat them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I would, yeah, I'd sort of lean towards it. Yeah, I think we should just about beat them. Too strong might be, I'd like, yeah, Kings are, I don't think Kings are accurate. Let's not. Well, one day bad. you're gonna, one day you're gonna believe, like me, that Kings are gonna win the league. Did you know that I, this is this is Josh Pickering's world and we all live in it? <laughs> That is my favourite quote from the week. <laughs> I think, uh, to be honest, I think Kingsland could sign five GP riders and I still think you'd bottle it. So, um, <laughs> I can't even argue with you. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think you'll win Cubs. I, I think you'll win uh, at home to Ipswich. It depends on, on sort of what Ipswich turns up, really. If, if, 
if, if their middle order turns up and, and, and does the business, you could be in a bit of trouble. But yeah, I would put you as favourites, which is not something I was expecting to say this early in the season for Kingston to be favourites in a meeting. But yeah, I would probably I think I would put you as favourites. Um, Ipswich are always going to be always going to be a, a dodgy proposition because they've got Doyle at one, who is more than who's more than likely to go through the card anywhere in Britain at the moment. So um, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to have to be pretty much perfect for them to try and scrape any uh, try and scrape an away win. But yeah, I would put Kings in his favourite. Yeah. And then moving on to Tuesday evening, um, we've got Plymouth against Scunthorpe back in the Championship. Kane and and based on what happened last week at Plymouth, I would suspect a comfortable home win for Plymouth based on on Scunthorpe's form anyway away from home. Yeah, I, I think we actually spoke about this on the last one because I remember <coughs> apologising to Dan saying Plymouth would win. Yeah, yeah um, Plymouth looked very good last time and we get to see uh, Scunthorpe win this season away from home. So, um, yeah, it does sway me towards another Plymouth victory, but, you know, you never know. I mean, I said Newcastle would win today and they didn't, so anything's possible. And then moving on to Wednesday, we've got a couple couple more meeting, championship meetings. Uh, this time we've got the first leg of the uh, Knockout Cup first round between Oxford and Redcar. Um, and we'll incorporate that with another fixture on Friday, which will be the second leg of Redcar against Oxford. So if we're just looking at that over the course of two legs, how, how do you see that going, Rob? Uh, I mean, I would, I would, I'd be leaning towards Redcar to win that one. I, I think that I think both teams will probably win at home, but I think um, I think Redcar will, will be much better at home than what Oxford will manage against them. Um, it's not any anti-Oxford bias here or anything like that. Um, I just think that Redcar are better at home um, than Oxford are at home, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that Oxford aren't going to win the home meeting. So I, I would sort of lean towards maybe four or six points in the uh, in the Oxford meeting at home going their way and then I'd probably say Red Car by at least double figures at home in the second leg. So uh, yeah, I think I think Red Car will go through over two legs. So um over to you then Kane, how do you see the Oxford Red Car fixture going? Um I think it'll be another close contest. Um Oxford will be looking to make uh back to winning ways at home. Um yeah, Red Car solid team they've got the solid scorers with Lewis Charles and Eric and even Casper as well and then um, the youthful bottom end of Jason and Jordan and then Adam in number two as well who's capable of scoring in his day so it could go either way but you know I just think Oxford have each other into them to hit back after a somewhat poor performance that I'm sure the manager would agree with Um, yeah just to get back to winners at home because they're going to be so important this year well, I'm, um, for me, I'm actually going to go for a red card win over both legs um, in this one. Um, purely uh, Jenkins rides for Oxford in the National League, doesn't he? Um, so that's sort of one way, one thing that sways me towards. Uh, I think you, the, the red card top three will probably all perform well at Oxford, um, and it's whether, um, obviously, we've we've seen some crashes today with some of the Oxford guys, and, and hopefully that they're okay. Um, but I just see red car edging it over both legs and then going through on aggregate in that one. Um, also on Wednesday night, we see Paul against Birmingham. Um, and then on to Thursday, um, Ipswich versus Kingsland, which could be either a dead rubber or, or a big decider in that cup competition. We'll see how that pans out after Monday's fixtures. And then the remaining fixtures on Friday, um, Scunthorpe um, 
have a return leg against Plymouth in the Championship after their meeting on Tuesday night. And then we move on to what is our meeting of the week this week, which is Edinburgh's home clash with Glasgow on Friday evening, the Scottish Derby. Um, I know a lot of people will be eagerly interested in what our thoughts are on this one, um, especially especially the two Ryans down there, or up there, should I say. Um, I'll allow, what I'll do is I'll allow Kane, you can go first with your your thoughts on the meeting and what you think the score will be. Is it because I balls up the quiz? No, it's because it's I remember I let Rob go first last week, oh, so I'll okay. let you go first this oh, week, Kane. Thank you. Thank I'll, you I'll, give you, I'll give you the first chance to take the lead. It's it's absolutely because you balls up the quiz, mate. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's like a pity point. You know, Don't I name should, you I should, I should be making... twice so you can do the prediction first. I should be making you go last. I can go last if you want. I'll still get it right. Uh, well, it's... You've not got a lot right so far. Predictions. So. I think I've got the tournament. <laughs> Go on then. Yep. Seventy-five fifty. No. <laughs> um, I think. Actually, I, I don't know. Can Can I go last? You can go last if you want. I'll come to you first. I'll I'll come to you first, Rob. Oh joy. Um, to be honest, normally with our meetings of the week, I've got when we we go into it, and I've got a pretty good idea of who I think is going to win. But in this one, I I have no idea. Um. I think you would put you would say that Glasgow Seymour paper is is the better side, but Edinburgh can be so good, generally so good at home. It could be, um, it could really go either way. I don't like it's. I'm going to say now it could go either way, but I don't think it'd be a draw if I can say that. If that makes any sense, but um, I I'll tell you what, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean for home win. Actually, I think Edinburgh might might win this one. Maybe just because it purely because it's at home, I think it'd be tight. But I think purely because it's at home, around that Armadale, that tricky Armadale track, um, and and that one and five of Masters and Pickering, I think at home that that are almost unbeatable. So I'm going to lean towards an Edinburgh win, and I'm going to back what I did last week, which didn't get me a point in the end. I'm going to say forty-eight, forty-two. Interesting, interesting. I shall. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm a little bit different on this. Um, I'm looking at the scores. I've just had a, a quick look at it, and, and obviously Pickering and Masters between them are a formidable partnership. Um, they can only get a maximum of 28 between them, as we know. Um, I just get the feeling that they're not going to have it their own way. Not with Craig Cook or Rick Ostergaard, um, Benjamin Basso. Um, Tom Brennan as well. I think that they might drop one or two points here or there. Um, I think uh, people like Jacob Hook, Lasse Fredrickson, um, Kai Thompson, Paco Castagna are gonna they're gonna find it tough in that middle order as well to pick up points. And I think this is where James Sargent might be quite important a reserve. But for me, I think I actually think Glasgow are gonna edge this, and I've gone for a 47-43 win for Glasgow in this one. I think this I is think. I think this is a round of odds first. They've gone for <laughs> different teams. It is. There's going to be yeah. some changes in the scores this week. A, a more outstanding lead, or <laughs> Rob's going to actually finally get points. <laughs> anyway, so, I get points. I get points. I just, I just get one every week because I usually we all go for the same. same we're all going for the safe bet, but we're all picking the right winners. That's the important well, thing. But here, somebody's going to be wrong. The right winners. Well, no, we're all picking the right. We're winning team, aren't we? Yeah. So it's well, it's all on you, mate. Which which way are you hedging your bets, Cam? Well, whichever one I pick, I'm sorry because I've cursed whoever's picked them. Um, 
it's really hard. Like, uh, I want to say a draw, but that's like the worst thing I could say. Well, for the sake of like, I don't know, entertainment, a draw would be funny. But it's not. I mean, percentage percentages wise, in terms of the league table between us three, a draw is a very very bold move. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to say draw. Yeah, that's a very bold move. Yeah, it, if you want to it does not make sense. I'd rather be wrong. You're going to kick yourself if they draw them. No, not really. Bearing in mind you've predicted Glasgow to finish third and Edinburgh one from bottom. It's... Yeah, but Edinburgh are good at home. I just don't think they'll be very good away from home. I think Glasgow will. Anyway, I've, I've had enough time wasting now. I've got my decision. I think Edinburgh will win at home 46-44. Ooh. Close one. Yeah. You know what it'd be now? You know what it'd be now? Edinburgh win at home 47-43. Yeah. But at least I lose all the points. You two can catch up. Yeah, we both get a point. You two both get a point, yeah. I'm absolutely fine with that. I'll get nothing. Even better. That's (laughs) our ideal result, to be honest. Don't start telling people to fix meetings, God's sake. <laughs> um, so then we move on to Saturday's fixtures. Um, sees a uh, lively encounter between Leicester and Redcar. Um, again, someone probably going to see a close meeting with that one again. Um, probably closer than the, the follow-up meeting that we're going to talk about, which is which is Berwick against Newcastle also. Um we're gonna we're gonna just um, bypass the Grand Prix for the time being while we talk about the remaining uh, British League fixtures for this week, um, and then we'll come back to talk about the Grand Prix. So on Sunday, we then look forward to the second leg of the Knockout Cup between Kent and Mildenhall, and a favourite for you, Kane, is a, a midday start again. And knowing that Mildenhall have a fifty-one thirty-nine start, um, how do you see this one going? I think I'm going to go for a Kent comeback, you know. I think Kent, Kent will just claw it back. Not by much, but I think they'll claw it back. Um, I just think that that's it. The other highway traffic, whatever it is. Their new track, I always get mixed up with which one it is. Um, it's, I think they'll just produce some such a home advantage this season that no many, not many teams are going to come close to them. And for that reason, I think, at the very least, they'll win. But I think they'll just get enough to call it back. Maybe fifty three thirty seven. Okay, lovely. Like and then um, the other fixtures on Sunday, we see Newcastle. Hopefully, I say hopefully. Um, it's becoming. We almost all want Newcastle to win at the moment, and now uh, they they ride at home to. They they ride at home to Berwick on uh, Sunday, and Berwick have had some indifferent form away from home, so. Uh, could be another opportunity for for Newcastle to pick up some points there, um, as we as we hear some some rumours circulating from Newcastle regarding Bradley Wilson Dean and whether he will be back in in the side anytime soon. Um, we'll, we'll wait to see how that unfolds over the coming days and weeks. But um, finishing off Sunday, we've got Glasgow against Edinburgh in the return of the Scottish derby. Um, probably uh, Rob going to be a more convincing home victory, shall we say, in, in that one. Yeah, um, I think that the, the the Armadale track plays into obviously Edinburgh's hands for the for, for the um, initial for the for the other meeting the meeting of the week. But in terms of, I think once Edinburgh go away from home to Glasgow, I think that'll be a pretty convincing win for Glasgow. I think um, 
I could I sort of fear that Edinburgh's only two scorers will be there one and five and everyone else won't I don't think be on the pace or be on the pace as to what the Glasgow riders are at home. So yeah, I think I think Glasgow will win that one pretty comfortably at least double figures. And then we, we move on to what is going to be a very special bank holiday Monday. Um, Kane's got Bellevue against Peterborough at 12 o'clock in, in what will be the beginning of the Premiership fixtures. Um, are you going to that one? Have you got plans? I, I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm all speedwayed out at the minute. All speedwayed out. Yeah, yeah I'll leave um, this podcast soon. No, it's, <laughs> it's just, um, no, I think it'll be a decent meeting. Um, but as the team stand at the moment, I can't see Bellevue getting close to them. Will it be acceptable? It it might be acceptable, but it, that's that's twelve pm. It, it it it's borderline acceptable, is what I should say. <laughs> and then and then fish, finishing off perhaps. adequate. Yeah. That's just as good as acceptable. Finishing off Monday night's uh, fixtures, we see uh, Wolverhampton at home to Kings Lynn, in which we'll see um, two of the podcasts come together. I believe me and Rob uh, are both going to this fixture on the Monday. Um, going to convert Rob and his dad into a Kings Lynn fan for the evening. Unlikely. I, I'm purely there. <laughs> I'm, I'm unsure of, obviously, the lineups for this one purely because uh, the 28-day uh, contract for Niels Christian Everson will be up by then and it's it's just a case of, and I think it's a matter of opinion whether whether people think Peter Kilderman will be back for Kings Lynn. Um, still unsure on that one. There, there was reports that it it suffered an injury um, over the last week or so in Poland, but he has been back, I believe. Today he was riding um, in Poland. I don't know how that's gone as we record, but um, I believe um, there, was, there was a lot of concerns about that he'd been ruled out with concussion, but he was allowed to ride today. Um, so we'll just wait and see how that goes and whether there is actually a return for Peter Killand uh, to a Kings Lynn team. Um, then finishing off the fixtures um, on Tuesday, we see Plymouth at home to Poole. Um, another exciting fixture came. Um, something that we could, depending again on, I suppose we, we talk about this regularly now, is how the Cooks boys perform, but what could be a tight fixture there at Plymouth? Well, it was close to the last time we met, so I'm, I'm expecting a very similar outcome. But perhaps uh, I think you could sway the other way for the Pirates this time. But obviously, you know, the Cooks, they've had the track time there, so they it will only improve in the second return. But, um, you know, Eddie Kennett, um, he was a bit underwhelming in that meeting. So, if they have our route or a guest in, then it's really strengthens the, the gladiators. Uh, I think that'll be a key point to remember. And I think that's what will turn the tides in their favour. Yeah, and that, and that concludes the fixtures uh, that we'll be running uh, for this week. Uh, we'll be back on air again next Tuesday and we'll, we'll look at the following fixtures after that. Um, but we've got one fixture left for the week. Um, it's probably the most exciting for a lot of Speedway fans and it's re- the return of the Grand Prix series uh, for 2022, um, which will be available live and ad-free on Discovery Plus um, with live rac- race action also on Eurosport 2 on Saturday evening. Um, obviously, uh, the series this year is void of, of the world champion Artem Laguta and Emil Sofutinov, um, but we get uh, Dan Bewley and Jack Holder coming to the series to replace them this year. So as a bit of an added extra, I think what we're going to do is we'll add to our predictions. Um, the Grand Prix will always be on our predictions of the week. Um, so 
I don't know where you want to start with this one. Obviously, um, we've not seen Grand Prix uh, in in Croatia since 2011, I think it was, where Nicky Pedersen won. Um, I think the four guys that were on the the um, the rostrum that day are no longer in the series, as it, as it, with a lot of them. I know we've had some Grand Prix challenges there where Max Frick has performed pretty well, but um, where shall I go first? Kane, as you bowled the last one, I think we'll come to you first for your... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to you for your predictions first, and, and I mean, in many respects, it's it's quite difficult to predict this one. I don't think it is, just for the fact that Smarvik is really fast, so I'm going to pick him. <laughs> um, but the, I mean, that uh, seems a, a fairly a, a fairly unsolid opinion that he just looks fast. No, he, he doesn't look fast. He is fast. Yeah, he's he's not going to win every round, though, is he? Oh no, but he'll win this one because I said so. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. Do you, want, do you want me to put his name in for you? If you could, yeah. Bar- Bartos Marsic. Okay, um, we're, yeah. we're in. It's, it's not, I don't think they'll have it all done because obviously it's not a track he would have been to um, as regular as he would have liked or as many riders would have liked because it's not a, like an, it's not a league track, you know, it's only, as far as I'm aware, it only stages the individual matches and like the GP yeah. challenge and stuff like that. So, um, we, we could see an upset victory. I, I think someone to watch will be Matizega, the wild card, and uh, Martin Vakvik as well. He's, uh, from, he's Slovakian. It's, I'm sure he, there's a... Like those countries, they, they have the, the joint matches, so I'm sure he would have had some track time there. But obviously, you know, they all have to qualify in early in the day, so... Yeah, I, I, I just can't see past it. as it's getting off the, the mark with a win. Okay, and and Rob, um, we'll come to you now and your predictions for the Grand Prix this weekend. Um, yeah, obviously you can't really look too far past Smarslik, but I think it'd be a very boring show if we all just pick Smarslik every week. So yeah, um, you can pick him. I'll take the points. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of, I mean, I'm gonna throw a slight curveball in there, and I think obviously, uh, I believe Matty Zagar is the is the wild card, and he's won. A couple of Grand Prix challenges at, at Croatia, so I think he might do quite well. Do I think he's going to win it? Maybe not, but I think he'll. Say, uh, I'll be looking to impress. Obviously, now that he's not a, a full-time GP rider. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know it could be this sort of three or four. I would suggest that of, 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 a, of, a, of, a, of a very good chance of winning it, um, but I'll I'll stick my GP hat on and I'm I'm going to go with Woffinden to win this one. I like it, Rob. Well done. Well done for putting your British hat on. Henning Waffenden in there. Well, um, touching on some of the riders that are obviously in the in the series this year, um, one rider I'm excited to see this year is Pavel Predapelski. Have I said that right? Shipelski. We'll go with that one. Um. Uh, he's someone that I'm looking forward to watching this year, and also uh, Mikkel Mickelson, the European champion. Um, I'm excited to see him ride in the series this year. But I think it could be—I don't want to say it's going to be a wide open series because I think with the, with the loss of Laguna and Safutin, of it, it opens the door for Vismarsley, through no fault of his own, I might add, um, um, to try and clinch another world title. Um, but there's some in- interesting prospects in there, and there's some riders that are riding really well at the moment. Um, I'd, and I'm, I'm, this is a guy I've not tipped that highly for the World Championship, to be honest, but 
I'm going to tip him because he always seems to ride well in the opening rounds of the World Championship, and that's Leon Madsen. And I'm going to go for him to start with. He always seems to fly out of the blocks and, and then sort of fade away towards the end. So I'm, I'm going to go Leon Madsen for the win, winning this one. I think there's going to be, I think Magic Yanofsky will perform well. He's been riding really well in Poland at the moment, probably um, the pick of the Rocklaw bunch at the moment. Um, Lindgren's been riding really well. For you, Rob, Jason Doyle started uh, really well in Poland as well. And as you said, I think that the benefit for him will be riding in Poland and the UK as well. So he's one to watch as well. Max Frick, obviously, um, he won a, a, a GP challenge there as well. Um, so it'll, for me, it'll, it'll almost be, it's difficult to predict who the top eight might be. I think we all sort of know what, what the track's going to be like early doors, but just hoping that we see some exciting racing in the first GP of the season. We're sort of probably discounting the likes of Dan Bewley and Jack Older a little bit, but they're exciting young riders and it'll be interesting to see how they, they fit into the series itself uh, based on the fact that they had a very late entry. But good luck to all the riders on show. Um, I'm sure you two guys are looking forward to watching it. I'll be watching it as well. Um, and, and, and I can't wait for that to begin. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that pretty much ties up the show for this evening. So, so uh, uh, anything else to add from you two? Anything else you want to bring up to the show? Um, Maybe an apology, Kane? I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I just want to apologise for being absolute dog shit at a quiz. <laughs> um, and also, uh, yeah, as I said previously in the episode, um, hopefully we'll have some new segments coming soon, possibly next week, but we'll see what happens. Um, we, we want to make before we do you want to talk about do you want to talk about some ideas now, Kane? I'm, I'm happy no, to talk we'll, we'll about keep, that. We'll keep them on the download for now, you know. But when once they come, we want to make sure when we actually release them that they're they're actually entertaining. Yeah. So we're still in the discussion process of how it's going to work and everything. But yeah, um, yeah, we, we want to keep things different from what is already out there. If anyone has any suggestions on uh, how we can improve our suggestions of what other segments we could do um you know we're welcome to ideas and just if pop any of us a message or email us or anything apart from smoke signals because i don't think i'd say we only get smoke signals up north i should think i was gonna say i'd be i'd be surprised if you aren't an expert in smoke signals to be fair no I, i'm more of a messaging a bottle kind of guy <laughs> uh, uh yeah i mean uh kane's exactly right um we're always open to ideas. I think what made our show quite unique at the beginning, I wouldn't say unique, sorry, but what made our show quite entertaining at the beginning is, is the, the guests that we had on the show and the subjects that we talk about. And we don't necessarily want to talk about fixtures and results, although they're the important bread and butter parts of Speedway as well as the people's predictions. We want to, we want to bring some exciting new, new ideas to the show. And I know Kane's uh, motion to, some topics at the moment which are still in the early stages but very exciting and, and worth talking about and will hopefully bring you those along with the the what versus Ludlow quiz which will carry on throughout the season obviously the review of all the big meetings and as we get into the main part of the we're getting into the month of May now very shortly so we'll start talking about some really big meetings that will be coming up and, and that'll be good to talk about and obviously new con- competition ideas but uh, as always, thank you for taking the time to listen to us this evening. 
just before, keep... just before, just before we go, on, actually, I'm just going to point out if uh, if any of our uh, if any of our listeners are at are at Wolverhampton on Monday, uh, yeah, Monday, Monday. Abuse yeah, Robin Nielsen on my behalf. Bank holiday um, Monday. Bank holiday yeah, Monday. Bank holiday yeah. Monday. Sorry, the uh, the second of May. Second yeah, second of May. Second of May. Second yeah. Of May. Yeah, just make sure at I get my dates. Eight p.m. Eight p.m. Start. Who starts at eight p.m.? Speaking of that, start eight p.m. It's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah if there is a well. I'm not alive at 8 a.m. To be fair, um, oh dear. but um, yeah, come and say come and say hi. Um, I won't. I mean, I, if you want to buy either me or Nathan a pint, I'd buy me one. Wow, I'm buying myself one as well. I knew yeah. there was a um, behind this. Yeah, I if anyone wants, but yeah, he doesn't even like podcasts. No, no, no I, I actually hate doing it. I just want. Well, I'm here for the free pints. I had, I had a great. I'd, I had a great conversation with um, Chris Abbs, who was a Kings Lynn fan, who was at the meeting on um, on Monday. Uh, when was it? When was when was Kings Lynn on Thursday night? Uh, Thursday night. We had a, I had a great. Yeah, I know. I had a great chat with him. He's he's a listener of the show. He really likes the show. Um, so it was great to catch up with him. Obviously, as I said to you two guys, we had a shout out for the podcast on the the Centre Green announcer. So a big thank you to a, a guy that we all know, Chris Milton, who put a shout out on on for the Centre Green for us. So that was much appreciated. Um, so we'd love to talk uh, well, to people. I'd also like to add on there, I, I met Ben Peach at Manchester and saw Till Lanning twice. He didn't take the photo though. So We need to know, get him to take a photo. Obviously really people cool. won't people won't know necessarily who we are and my face isn't quite as bushy as it was about yeah. an hour ago, to be honest with you. So um, I'm much better looking now. So if you see a good-looking man with a beard um, approaching you, Wolverhampton, all of them don't him. don't be scared. It is just me. But obviously, um, we, we'll we'll make yourself known. We're we're trying to get the Round the Boards podcast out there. So if if you do know us and want to meet up with us, if you if you know us and want to meet up with us, have a chat, chew the fat about Speedway, come and come and speak to us. We'll be we'll happily speak to you. But for now, thank you for you two again for joining me on the show. We look forward to the speedway we've got coming this week. And um, we will speak to you all again next week. Thank you very much, guys. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.